0: To talking Beasts
1: from NarniaWeb.com,
0: where we explore the world of C.S. Lewis and keep a watchful eye
1: on the latest Narnia movie news. This is Talking Beasts. Welcome back to Talking Beasts. This is Glum Puddle, and I'm Movie Aristotle. And today we're talking about the biggest plot twists in the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: Or at least favorite plot twists. Yes,
1: or unexpected turns or plot turns or developments or unexpected moments. That This was an evolving, this is a tricky criteria to it's kind of narrow down.
0: It's sort of, I guess that's sort of the big question is, you know, what, what constitutes a plot twist? What's, a, you know, what counts? And yeah, fa-
1: yes, that was a big question. I mean, basically... I did kind of a general unexpected moments I just kinda of threw out into the Talking Beast Facebook group and thank you, all of you that responded to that. Thank you. Um helping kind of jog our memories. Um but um plot twist, plot turn. Um we, I decided, you know, maybe one day we'll do a list of biggest revelations mm. in Narnia. Maybe we'll do that someday, but that's not what this is. Um uh, for example, a lot of you posted um uh, you know, Susan's absence in the last battle Mm. as a big and that is undoubtedly unexpected and shocking and such but for the purposes of this discussion we talked about it for a little bit and decided that's not really a plot turn because how would that really change the plot after the book you could cut that out and it wouldn't necessarily affect what happens in the rest of the story um so uh that doesn't mean it's not important it definitely is um and also decided uh the wardrobe reveal at the end of Magician's Nephew, a few people posted that. And that's totally, at, at, that would be the top of my list for biggest surprises in general. Um, but we've decided for the purposes of this discussion, we want to focus on biggest plot turns. Mm-hmm. For something where the rest of the plot is completely different. And for me, my kind of guiding light was generally something that made me go, what now? Um, that was kind of my general, uh, that, well, that was my reaction reading it in the book. Kind of made me go, well, what's going to happen now? Um, So maybe that's a little too narrow, and uh, we'll see if uh, we disagree on what what qualifies or doesn't, and that's okay.
0: uh, I'm getting nervous now because, like, my first entry doesn't quite follow that criteria. That's okay. But I'm interested to talk with you about it, and we'll dive deeper into that.
1: Let's do that. Um, In fact, you kind of inspired this one, as I think I told you uh, last week. You yourself kind of inspired this topic because I've heard you grumble a bit about... Uh, movie studios nowadays trying to subvert expectations, yes. and how that kind of annoys you a little bit. Could you would you be able to kind of talk about that a little bit?
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, maybe we I, talk I about could, maybe a
1: little more in depth in the post show chatter. It but.
0: sounds good. Like I could talk for for an hour on this particular topic, so I'm gonna aim for 30 minutes, and you can cut it down <laughs> to five. Um, so, like if if there's anyone in in Hollywood who's listening. Uh, Please stop trying to subvert my expectations. If you went to a restaurant and you ordered a sandwich, um, it would be very easy for the establishment to subvert your expectations uh, by bringing you a live tarantula. I mean that would succeed in subverting my expectations, right. um, but I'm never going to that restaurant again because mm-hmm. you know that's that's not good customer service. Um, I don't feel that people should be trying to subvert my expectations. I feel that they should be trying to exceed my expectations. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, and this is you know there's a lot of nuance to this. And obviously you know being surprised, you don't want to know the ending. You know that's obviously a basic thing in most stories. But so there's definitely nuance to this. Maybe we'll get into that more into the in the post-show chatter. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Um, but, uh, um, that said, there are some great plot turns, or twists, or unexpected plot developments in the Chronicles of Narnia that I think often get, e- they're easy to forget about because Narnia is more about atmosphere than it is plot, my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in I my, agree.
1: In my opinion, the Harry Potter books are good books, but I did not enjoy them as much the second time. If you disagree with me and you're listening, sorry. I hope you still keep listening to the podcast. I like them, but to me, they're very dependent on the bit, the shocking revelations. And what? What do you mean they forgot the invisibility cloak? And what do you mean such and such died? And for me, once that wore off, I didn't find the second readings as sati- the repeat re- repeat readings as satisfying. With Narnia, I've. L- it's completely stood up to re- re-readings because it's more about, I want to go back into that world. The fact that the whole plot is spoiled is utterly irrelevant. I enjoy it all even more going back and rereading them. them. Um, so uh, these are just kind of the most, uh, the biggest surprises, or not so much the biggest surprises, but our favorite surprising plot turns or plot developments or plot twists, if you will, mm. uh, in the Chronicles of Narnia books. Um, I personally found this super easy, honestly. I had like a, a short list and about... 60 seconds and I thought it would change and it just didn't. So it was super easy for me. I
0: overall I I'll say the same. Uh mm-hmm. so I've although I have a little caveat that we'll get into later but overall uh this wasn't very difficult for me either to kind of come up with what my favorite 3 were were what the, the three most top of mind are, mm-hmm. um, but now, I will say there are like figuring out what number four is. That's that's, that's, that's the hard, hard part. part. So <laughs> just you know having that backup, uh, which I which I, I later realized I'm going to need. Now,
1: and now everyone listening is like, oh, well they said it was really easy, so they definitely have my my favorite one is definitely on their list. So if it's not comment sec- comment section below, uh, tell uh, tell us how wrong we are. That's what we live for um th- thanks once again uh oh, that's what i think i live for at least you're kind of laughing <laughs> <I'm> sorry um <laughs> you can't be on the podcast and you can't take that kind of abuse i had to um, i had to think about that one for a second <laughs> um thanks once again to everyone in the facebook group that helped jog our memory including david kyle clifford nick cody matt fiona jan jennifer Tavali, rick calvin michael cody again dale sarah rebecca lauren and Joe, thank you very much in the Talking Bees Facebook group. Thank you all. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and go ahead first. Uh, what is the first one on your list? That you, you, that had, you've, you've got three moments coming. I've got three moments coming. We don't know. We have not seen the other person's list. What's the first one on your list you want to discuss?
0: All right, the first one that I want to discuss is the Giants cookbook. Okay. That, to me, is... Th- Probably the the reveal that I think of the most as a twist, um, mm. and I'll let me explain. Talk and about then it. I know that you you perhaps yeah, disagree. I'm on, the, I'm on the fence, and I I'll I would love to talk about that. But first of all, I was talking about earlier sort of the being amazed at the artistry um, of, in this case, the author C.S. Lewis of being able to to give us all of the facts that we needed to to know that this is. Inevitably, where the plot is headed, you know, f- from the start, you've got when they when they even meet the Lady of the Green Kirtle, you know, we're getting some bad vibes because of the situation, the way that Lewis describes her, you know, the way that Glum Puddle, excuse me, Puddle Glum. I'll just, uh, I'll just keep Glum Puddle in there <clears throat> anyway. The, the way that Puddle Glum <laughs> is uh, is wary of the lady and and her Black Knight, you know, sidekick, you know, and. Yet that is offset by the fact that Puddle glum I- seems to be pessimistic about everything. Mm-hmm. And so because we have that history with puddle glum, we're to an extent sort of discounting his
1: oh, he always does that. his
0: reservations. He's always suspicious. And yet, you know, then Lewis gives us some clues, you know, whatever the lady's intention, you know, here's mm-hmm. the effect that it had on the children. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Harfang and, you know, there are these little hints all the way through the interaction with the Giants. When you read it the second time, your entire perspective changes. And maybe that's, an, maybe that's maybe that has something to do with what a twist is. is, mm-hmm. is having one... Uh, I, th- I thought I understood what was going on. Now I understand so much better. Exactly. You understand that maybe the opposite is going on Rather or, than or maybe I something sh- different is going on. And then, of course, yeah. it goes to the supper time when they accidentally eat the talking stag. These giants don't mind eating... Talking things. Talking things. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about this? Does this okay, qualify I, as a plot twist? I think you've, I think you've persuaded me. I think it's it
1: certainly... Because you could argue, well, either way, they were going to leave Harfang. Anyway, That's true. But it definitely makes you go... Oh my gosh! What now? It, it definitely it, it 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 smells like a plot twist, even if it technically doesn't turn out to be.
0: It's there's a very big difference in a story between three children who are trying to slip out from a house full of well-intentioned but, but possibly mean, you know, but well, possibly well whatever. well-intentioned but maybe uh, uh you know unintelli- unintentionally inconvenient giants versus. There eat. are three people who are escaping from <laughs> these eaten. huge cannibals, like a hunting mean, animal. It it definitely changes the the feel of the rest of the. It's a that, different different kind of story. It feels
1: different, even if they end up in the same place anyway. It may, maybe they wouldn't have run quite as fast. Maybe they would have been caught if they had if they had known they were going to be eaten. So So yep, there we go. That counts. That counts. So that's my number okay. one. What's your number one? Uh, well, number one, number three. These are in. A, yeah, these for
0: me. These or, are. Or I mean, what's your first yeah, item? Not for necessarily. Me, for me, these are in reverse in order. Hierarchy. I think. Okay. Um, like
1: I will be ending with the, my favorite kind of big um, plot twist. Or just Good, because I started with my favorite. So we'll, oh, okay. There well, you go. we'll, me, we'll your, go in opposite that's directions. That's your favorite one. Okay. Uh, the first one on my list that I'll discuss uh, is from the last battle. There are a few from the last battle that could have been on my list. Oh, yes. It's uh, the Great Meeting on Stable Hill from Chapter 9, where Tyrion, Jill Eustace, and the gang, um, they go to Stable Hill, and they're just about ready to reveal Puzzle. Oh. And, you know, Lewis has given us a pretty long time to savor... Hey, it, this book's been pretty dark and you can listen to the previous episode for what I mean by that. It's been things have been pretty dark up to now, but things are looking up for uh the, the good guys. You know, they've got pu- the puzzle, the fake Aslan, and they're going to reveal him to the animals and they're going to realize, "Oh, it's all a sham." They will doubtless, you know, have the ape hanging on the t- from the t- highest tree in Narnia before the day's out or whatever. Um and um And then the ape, and they're watching from behind the stable, and the ape, and Schiff says, let me just read from the book. Yes, said the ape, at this very moment, when the terrible one himself is among us, there in the stable just behind me, one wicked beast has chosen to do what you would think no one would dare to do, even if he were a thousand miles away. It It has dressed itself up in a lion skin, and is wandering about in these very woods, pretending to be Aslan. Jill wondered for a moment if the ape had gone mad. Was he going to tell the whole truth? a roar of horror and rage went up from the beasts Arrgh, came the growls. Who is he? Where is he? Just let me get my teeth into him. And that of course forces them to dispose of the lion's skin. And now it's what was going to be their salvation has turned into a bad thing that mm-hmm. could actually, because if they just see puzzle, they'll say, yeah, like that, that their, our chef will say, that's exactly what I said. And mm-hmm. they'll just tear a puzzle apart. So I just love it because it is just. I mean, it's weird to say I love it, but you've gotten that momentary relief for about half a chapter of, yes, let's do it, let's do it. And then that just completely, I just love how it completely turns it around Mm. and takes the wind out of your sails and definitely makes me go, well, what now? That was like the one ace up their sleeve they had. What on earth, how are they ever going to get out of this now? And uh, it just continues again and again the feeling in the last battle of things were happening in Narnia that you didn't think could happen. And there's really a feeling of "This, this could go anywhere. You know, and it's it's of all the Narni books, it's the one it's the one that makes me go the first time through I was just going, I have no idea where this is going. Mm. Um and I really like that feeling of just not knowing where a story is going.
0: There you go. There you go. That is a really good one. I, I hadn't considered that one, but that is a very, very a very, very like big plot twist moment. You're right. A lot of the plot twists happen in the last battle mm-hmm. it would be very easy to make you know a, a top three list just, just the last the things battle from the last battle i
1: think it serves the story i think it helps that feeling of um the rules are being broken things are being defiled anything you thought was sacred couldn't happen in narnia it's on the table it could happen and so i think one of the things about this twist is it's serving the story it's um Anything for its own sake in a story is probably bad. Any, any visual effect just for the sake of having cool visual effects, probably not a good idea. But if it's serving the story, then it's good. Um, any, any any action scene you're trying to shoehorn in just because we need a cool action scene, um, probably not good. But if, you, if you're doing it because it's serving the story, then it's probably good. And it probably goes for plot twists and subverting expectations, too. If you're doing it because it serves the story... Um, then it's probably good. But if you're doing it just, cause, just for the shock value alone, it's probably not good. And Gunpowder's opinion, anyway.
0: All right, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is sort of that that same idea of, oh, I didn't realize that that could happen in Narnia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to choose as my second item as the Dragoning of Eustace. Ah, Okay. Of course, we have Eustace, who sneaks off by himself, he sees a dragon die, he goes inside of a cave, finds this treasure, thinks he's rich, is, you know, being selfish and whatnot, falls asleep, wakes up, and then there's some huge creature to the right, you Mm -hmm. know, there's some huge creature to his left. And there's you know smoke, and he's realizing, oh, there's a dragon in the cave, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything that Lewis describes, it's so obvious upon second reading uh-huh. that Eustace is seeing himself move yeah. in that cave. Uh-huh. But upon first reading, it's just not within your your frame of thought reference that that or your your frame of thought yeah. that. Eustace could be a dragon. Yeah, that's not on the table. It's you, you're just you just think okay, Eustace is in the cave uh-huh. and there's a dragon in the cave. So you're talking and like for s- some reason it's mimicking his movements. Yeah.
1: So, so so really you're talking about specifically the moment when he looks at his reflection and realizes,
0: oh, I'm a dragon. Exactly. Okay. So then once he he bolts out of the cave, looks at his reflection, realizes he's a dragon. That to me is a huge plot development. I would even say twist because it. It determines kind of what occurs in the rest of the chapter. It certainly makes you go, what now? And it's certainly like, well, they can't leave until they figure out
1: the dragon problem. Um, but, so, you know, Don Treader doesn't really have much of an overarching plot. But there's no doubt that in that moment, it's what the heck is going to happen now. we got to solve this Eustace problem before we can progress with
0: the rest of the story. And not only is there is there that tension, but even before that, there's the obvious, like, tension, confrontation, whatever you want to call it, between, you know, how is... Between between Dragon Eustace and the rest of the team, how is he going to communicate yeah. that he's been turned into a dragon? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, in the movie, they kind of they eh, well, they do the got an the action scene, action scene sort of a thing, yeah. and then it's you know, I, I am Eustace uh, written in fire upon the mountainside. But you know, it's it's it, to me, it's much more tense to have what was in the book, which is you know this whole. Uh, 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 discuss, uh, discussion, yeah. uh, challenge and to the, the dragon. In the book,
1: we know that it's... The the, the the reader knows it's Eustace. That's true. Whereas in the movie, we don't... Well, we find out the same time Edmund does, in theory. So, what have you got next? Yeah. Uh, next one on my list, it actually uh, comes immediately after one of the ones on your list. Ooh. And it's from uh, The Silver Chair, Chapter 9, and it's just after they've escaped the giant's and they sink down and slide and slide and slide and find themselves in total darkness. Oh, many and it's, come down. And it's, it just might be my favorite ending to a chapter. And few return um, to the sunlit yeah. lands. And let me just read it here. This is the very end of chapter 9. They've been uh, just in pitch black for a while, just lying down. No one suggested doing anything. There was so obviously nothing to be done. For the moment, they did not feel it quite so badly as one might have expected. That was because they were so tired. Long, long afterward, without the slightest warning, an utterly strange voice spoke. I'm getting chills right now reading this. They knew at once that it was not the, vo- that it was not the one voice in the whole world for which they had secretly been hoping, the voice of Aslan. It was a dark, flat voice. Almost, if you know what that means, a pitch-black voice. It said... What make you here, creatures of the overworld? End of chapter. I need words, don't I? This is an audio podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is going to happen now? It's, uh, they've. If Emphis Lewis has done a really good job of establishing the darkness, the loneliness, the nothingness, and all of a sudden, a voice. And, at, and it refers to them as creatures of the overworld. Um, so that tells you something right there. That Okay, this guy, this obviously this creature is very, very far removed from, like, thinks of the overworld as this complete other place. And it makes you wonder, what kind of person or people are we about to meet right now? And what's going to happen to them? And... um there's no way you go to bed after finishing that chapter. You have to go and read a little bit more. Okay,
0: um, I'll, I'll give you that one.
1: Okay, you seem a little bit unsure. Well,
0: or... y- now explain to me why you would say this is a plot twist. The
1: introduction of, it's really the introduction of the gnomes in particular, and I'm emphasizing that moment. But, re- but um, them going underground, and fr- it just seems like the plot is completely stopped. What the heck is going to happen now? And then the gnomes come along, and the plot starts moving again. Mm-hmm. And certainly if they didn't meet the gnomes, what if they went into some abandoned cave where there weren't any gnomes for some reason? Mm-hmm. What would happen after that? They'd probably just die of starvation. <laughs> so, so certainly uh, this is a major plot development encountering the gnomes. And surprise, surprise, they lead them right to Prince Rillian. And you could argue if you're paying attention, oh, uh, under me, mm-hmm. you know, of course they're going to get uh, under there eventually. Okay. Um, so maybe it's not that shocking. Um, but I certainly didn't predict it, and it definitely changes the rest of the course of the plot.
0: Hmm. and you'll just uh, but you're not sure if that counts as a plot twist or a plot turn or whatever Uh, it certainly it certainly moves the plot along again Um, and it's a a surprise it is a surprise um would you say that upon rereading that you see things in a different light than you did before like is does it reinterpret part of the story that happened beforehand because as I'm, I'm realizing now as we're talking about this that that's that might be an element of what I would consider a plot twist.
1: I mean, a little bit like it. There's certainly an, an inevitability because under me is are the words they see, mm-hmm. um, and so it's uh, well, eventually they've got to get underneath uh, the, uh, the the city, somehow. the giant city at some point. So in that sense, it seems like you know, okay, there's going to be something under there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense, yeah, I guess um, it does seem like you should have seen. Well, eventually the, the, the next chapter is going to they're, they're going to go underground. You should have predicted that at least. True. But yet when it happens, it's a shock. It's like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do now? Um, and then I like the when you watch it again, realizing that, well, of course, Aslan, those basically told telling them to go underground. And that's where they have to go, that they shouldn't have been surprised. And Glem says it You know, later on. He says, hey, we're following Aslan signs again you know at the time this seems like a really bad thing but you realize on rereading no this is a good thing the gnomes are going to take them right to prince rilian which is the whole point of their mission okay um, so this is a very scary moment in the time um, at the time but reading it again it's actually
0: providence okay all right well i'm not convinced and i'm the producer and i say so <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm not convinced but if uh,
1: if they did not encounter the gnomes what would the rest of the book be like the story would be completely
0: different. It would be a different story altogether. Well, that's true. That's true. I'm I'm not so sure that I would call it a plot twist necessarily. It's a plot turn. It's an unexpected plot turn. It's cer- like I I that's fine. I, I was thinking through a lot of different twist. plot, you know, developments, and this one didn't even come to mind. But uh, the discovery but that's the of whole? It? The discovery of the gnomes,
1: I would say, the introduction of the gnomes into the story.
0: Well, that's the whole reason that we talk these things out Uh is to is to talk things out and agree sometimes and disagree other times. Okay, and and we'll have to. I think
1: that's a bigger plot twist than the giants because if they did not discover that that they were going to be eaten by the giants again, it probably it changes the feeling that the reader experiences. Sure, mm -hmm. but they were going to leave Harfang anyway, and they 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 already had suspicions that the giants didn't have their best didn't exactly have their best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, they did not encounter the gnomes. It is a completely different story. The last like five
0: chapters, throw them out, rewrite them. I definitely give you that. Um, however, my gut feeling though is is not with you on this one, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to take way more time than we have we'll in go this on the podcast okay. to to for me to okay. To, Mull I'm, that over. I'm seeing the
1: theme in your your first two options here. You had the giant's cookbook and you had the dragoning and you already I guess you already said this before, but uh, you have information that makes
0: you um, reevaluate something earlier or reinterpret yes. your uh-huh. what you were th- what you thought was going on previously. Uh-huh. And to me in the when they fall down into the caves, I'm not really reinterpreting what I thought previously. It's just the plot's moving forward. So, well, you thought
1: it was bad, but when you read it again, you realize it's actually good. They're going to take him to Prince Rillian. But anyway, but anyway, Hmm. you know, it's just all about um, and and now I'm fine with saying this isn't necessarily a plot twist, but it's a it's an unexpected plot
0: turn. Dramatic I plot will turn. give you yeah. that. It I is th- it is a plot turn. We don't have
1: to get into what is a plot twist. And it is unexpected. Sure.
0: So we'll agree on that. Sure. There,
1: there, there you go. It, I think it belongs on this list. Um, even though I know, I know we had a hard
0: time narrowing down the criteria, and it's uh, it's okay. But that's um, but that's the whole point of having this podcast uh-huh. is to kind of think through what, what does it mean what to mean be plot a plot twist? twist. Yeah. Exactly. So we pretty much agree on this.
1: That's that's <laughs> not I don't
0: I, that's not what I got from this conversation. But we I mean,
1: we pretty much agree. I, I wouldn't necessarily call this a plot twist. I don't know exactly my definition okay. of that is, but it's a definitely a big unexpected plot turn. Yes, significant
0: plot turn. We will um, agree on that. It okay. is an unexpected plot turn.
1: So what's next on your list of unexpected or plot twisty turny things that happen that you don't surprising reinterpret earlier stuff later
0: list. Well, now I feel <laughs> cornered because now my third uh, third option doesn't meet any of those criteria. So I'm learning all sorts of okay all sorts of things about whatever how, list. It how do- wishy washy my uh, answers are. Whatever, Maybe
1: whatever list it is we're doing. What's did the next we even, one? Did
0: we even really define what this list was? We beforehand. We we were we tried. We kind of thought we we kind of started with unexpected moments and unexpected plot turns, plot
1: twists. But, but I'll probably say plot twists in the headline because that's that's. That's cooler. You know, I, this is
0: a plot twist, but in a different way from the, the previous two. And I won't go into too much detail on it um, because we actually spoke about it on the last podcast, which is the massacre of the horses in the last battle. To me, there's an expectation of what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden there's a plot twist and that doesn't happen. Now, that does not make me reevaluate, you know, anything, you know, a uh, uh, that I thought was going on previously, so that's why I'm now starting to rethink this in in those terms. But it certainly is a plot turn and it certainly is unexpected. You're expecting
1: the horses to arrive. Exactly. And you're expecting they're
0: gonna save the day to some extent. Right. And just kidding they're not. Just kidding so. they're not. And that happens an awful lot in the last battle. Sure. Where you ex you there's a plan, there's a there's you know a plan to overcome, you know, what the 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 problem and then that doesn't pan out. yeah. And so they come up with a new plan, and then that doesn't pan out. And that happens over and over and over again in the last battle until finally everyone is is pushed through the stable door, which to them seems you know like the worst thing that could happen. Uh, but you know, spoiler alert, actually, it's not. So I suppose that's a plot an uh-huh. unexpected plot turn sure. right there. Um, but specifically, I'm I, the, the 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 horses to me, uh, sticks more in my mind as far as something that's that's truly unex- an unexpected plot turn. Sure. Yeah, I guess
1: that would strike me as you could take out the horse element, that, that whole thing of the horses coming to the rescue and being shot down by the dwarves and the dwarves' betrayal. I think you could take that out without affecting the rest of the story pretty easily. Um, so I wouldn't have thought of that for that reason. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a significant moment in the story. It certainly changes the way you feel, the way you perceive
0: the rest of the story. Well, if you th- if you think well, as long as as, as long and as we t- can get yeah. the horses free, sure. then we're going to save Narnia. Uh huh. You know, or sure. at least we're going to be able to you okay. know hold out. No, you know, I, I, somewhere I see, I else. I see why it's on your list. And then yeah. all of a sudden, nope, you no, know, that's that's that that didn't happen. The horses didn't save the day. In fact these dwarves yeah, uh-huh. you know i don't know if you the necessarily
1: dwarves of all ah, i don't know if treason. you necessarily
0: would have seen that coming sure, per se sure. but it is definitely uh, uh I don't know if "inevitable" is quite the right word, but it the certainly is feasible. Tre- the, the dwarves had, had committed treason, and it's 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 certainly feasible based on what we know about the dwarves yeah. from the previous chapter. Right. So, okay. you know, it's it seems it all makes sense. It's all consistent within the story that's been told so far, and yet a shock, and yet sure. it is certainly unexpected in a plot turn for yeah. sure. Uh huh.
1: Um, and this was also one of your darkest moments. It so we was have one of the darkest moments, and one of, and I guess that's one of the things that makes it dark is how shocking it is. Yes, so, yes, okay.
0: certainly. So, yeah, definitely a plot turn, maybe not necessarily a plot twist. And I guess what's th- really, when you think about it, what is the difference between an, a, a turn and a twist? I mean, maybe in th- real life, when you're turning a doorknob, I guess maybe <laughs> it's not quite as far as when you twist I a doorknob. Like, um,
1: I, I guess from what I'm trying to put what we, we've been saying all together. And a plot twist is – I think the way you're presenting it is like it's something that, yeah, it makes you reinterpret uh, everything or at least something significant that's happened before. And it's almost a completely different experience seeing it the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a plot turn is just a, a significant – well, now the story – you could not take that out of the story without the rest of the book being totally different. Um, and that's a major plot turn Um so, um, does that make any sense? Uh, uh, the distinction there, um, and one, one could be both. One could be a major plot twist and um, turn. It this anyway, that's just how I'm using. It. I don't know what the official definitions are or anything, but that's kind of how I. Um, that's just go to say plot I, point, I guess. Honestly, I, I
0: didn't look it up in the official movie business or or <laughs> or, or, or fiction business uh, uh, uh-huh. dictionary before I before I arrived. Oh, who cares? So.
1: About that? That's we're here to provide the definition. There okay? you go. Okay, um, Weaver. Well, uh, po- a few thoughts at po- least. Post a comment below on what you consider to be a plot twist, and if there are any in Narnia, and what your favorites are.
0: Okay, so now we're leading up to my number your, one. Your number one. And I already so told
1: I- you last week. You may, if I'm sure, if you remember. I actually told you what what my what was definitely going to be on my list last week. Um, I've
0: I've forgotten. So now I'm great. as excited as the audience. It's going to be so
1: unexpected. And and uh, drum roll, please. It's actually not from Narnia. It's from Lord of the Rings. <gasps> Dun, that was so dun, unexpected. Duh. Plot turn at the end of this podcast. Um,
0: wow. I never saw that one coming. Uh, but for real. It's from oh. uh, a better book. It's from... Okay, li- wait a second. <laughs> Were you just subverting my expectations? Yes, just for the sake of doing it. Oh, f- uh, this is done. I'm out. <laughs> it, for, take the microphone off. No We're other, done. For
1: no other reason at all. Um, okay, I'll stick around to hear also, what the actual also, answer is. Also, here's your tarantula that you ordered, right? Oh, thank you. No. Um, so, uh, my favorite big plot turn mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you won't think it meets the criteria but mm-hmm. it is um they're at in the line of the witch in the wardrobe mm-hmm. they're at the beavers dinner table and you okay. are so wrapped up mm-hmm. in the conversation of we're, we're finally getting answers yeah but a lot of mystery we're finally Aslan the Four Thrones the prophecy the witch it's all coming together um, things are looking pretty up for the good guys. Things are, uh, Thomas is in prison. We've got to deal with that. But overall, things are looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And let me just go ahead and pick up the story from there. Oh, please and, do. And Mr. Beaver is saying, And that is why we had to be so cautious as we came along. For if she knew about you four, your lives wouldn't be worth a shake of my whiskers. All the children had been attending so hard to what Mr. Beaver was telling them. They had noticed nothing else for a long time. Then, during the moment of silence that followed, his last remark... Lucy suddenly said, "I say, where's Edmund?" And dun dun dun! That line is one of my favorite lines in the whole series. I think um, it, it's not, it doesn't it exactly look good on a T-shirt or a bumper sticker, but uh, I say, <laughs> "Where's Edmund?" Because in that moment, again, here's—it's certainly inevitable. You should have seen it coming in a way, but you just—you're feeling pretty good and pretty hopeful for kind of the first time in the story. And then, because you, you, you almost kind of forgot the whole Turkish Delight stuff and everything, and all of a sudden you know instantly what has happened. Edmund's gone to the witch, and actually things are terrible. Actually, the witch could be here any minute. Like You, you put it all together, and of course you should have seen it coming. You should have known Ed- Edmund going to sneak away. This is just my experience, at least. I just assume that Edmund's at the table with the rest of them. I just assume that. I, I agree what, because Here, what, because why wouldn't we, you? We,
0: we would assume that Edmund's there with them. Yeah. There's no
1: reason to, th- th- to think otherwise. And all of a sudden, I say, "Where's Edmund?" You realize, oh, I mean, I just like like I get butterflies in my stomach just, th- just thinking about it. Um, and uh, and certainly the entire story changes after that. Like, uh, it, complete- it changes the urgency of how we have to get to the stone table. We have to get there quick. And um, because of Edmund's betrayal, um, they have to figure out um. You know, he, he now rightfully belongs to the witch. His blood is her property and all that. And it forces Aslan to die in Edmund's place. And then it gives Edmund the opportunity to have a redemption at the end where he um, kills um, or he destroys the witch's wand. So it's certainly um, the whole story completely changes um, at that point. And I just love the it just I just gasp. I remember like I think literally gasping the first time I read it. And I think I was getting really tired, and I was getting ready to put the book down and finish it, finish it again the next day, and I had to keep reading after that. Ah. Um, but, um, yeah, that is probably my favorite shocking, unexpected turn. And I must say also one that seems obvious in retrospect that he would do that. But because it's a book, we have no reason to assume that he's not at the
0: table listening just as hard as they are. So I don't remember my f- you know, f- first hearing... Uh, you know, that, that scene play out. Um, but I don't think that my, uh, experience was the same as yours i think i was much more like the children just kind of catching up like oh edmund's missing and okay peter's suggesting search parties and uh-huh. all this sort of stuff and mr beaver says well why are we doing that oh it's to look for edmund of course uh-huh and uh well you know, there's no point because we already know where he's gone like i think i was much more so like mr. peter beaver trying to catch when, up when, when, so i was, didn't i did not instantly know oh edmund's gone to the witch okay. i don't think but uh-huh. You know, it's been so long now. I can't remember, but I, I I don't recall that sort of an experience.
1: Yeah, that was definitely my experience. And so, so when Mr. Beaver was saying, you know, we already know where he's gone. You were kind of like, well, where? Where is he gone? Um, Perhaps that's. Well, I almost envy that, no way, because that would be like <laughs> that. That would be the more fun way to do it. I don't know, but um, it was like I'd forgotten about all the tension of, you know. Edmund wanting to go to the witch's house, and no- he knew where it was. Mm-hmm. And the Turkish delight, and all that. I, I had gotten so wrapped up in all the stuff about Aslan that Mister Bieber was talking about, and it's just, it's just that moment in Finding Nemo. Good feelings gone, um, <laughs> just in- instantly <laughs> changes. I l- love it so much. Anyway, so that's our list. Um, that's it of something, <laughs> a list of something, something unexpected. Yeah, for the comments section, just anything, any for me, just anything unexpected that made you go, oh, what now? or or maybe just a twist that made you reinterpret whatever it is um anything that was a big shock or a huge surprise um big story turn post it below let us know about it i, I that's i would like to do an episode at some point maybe that sort of a uh, biggest reveals um like a big, like the wardrobe or Susan, just a, oh, that happened or that's the case, whatever. So maybe um.
0: not something that you would qualify as a twist per se, just a but reveal, kind yeah. of like a- Susan's a reveal. Ta-da! Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe is... uh-oh or something like that, but yeah. not necessarily like- <gasps> this completely changes the trajectory of the story. Or we
1: should just make it as vague as possible, making our argue the whole time about what, what the topic of this podcast should be, which I feel like, that is what sounds we, like fun. we spend about a, a third of this doing, which is totally fine. Um, please join us in the... Um, we're going to continue this discussion now and talk about some of our honorable mentions, some things that didn't quite make our list, maybe a little more discussion about um, the line between subverting expectations and whatever the other opposite of subverting expectations is exceeding expectations or when that's good when that's bad etc thank you patreon supporters link will be in the description we hope you enjoyed this episode of talking beast the narnia podcast visit narniweb.com to join our community and stay up to date on the latest narnia news visit patreon.com slash to support this podcast and get exclusive access to more content including our post-show discussions Please post a comment below or in the Talking Bees Facebook group. Special thanks to all our Patreon supporters, especially our Knights of Narniweb. Until next time, further up and further in.